Welcome to the Creative Land Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. So welcome back to RPG at Day 28. You all are here. And I'm going to throw out the question of the day for RPG today while I'm doing that. How about that? You like that? Is that true? Yeah, we did a video on it already, so. Mm -hmm. I know, I've yet yet to catch up on my everybody's posts. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Every year it gets worse. Yeah, he's like, Uh, I really feel bad. (laughs) It's like, I really feel bad. I haven't caught up yet. (laughs) There's a lot to catch up on. Hey, when everybody's doing videos, that's like three hours of stuff to watch every day. And then all of a sudden you're like at midnight trying to get that video out before midnight passes. Well, no, see, there's a reason why I have a channel and yet nothing on it because there's just... <laughs> How can a GM make the stakes important? Are you sure? Because I've got uh, How Can Players Make the World's Real is the sixth. So, oh, yeah. Oh, we're, six. we're six. We're right? on seven. Yeah. Because I already posted the sixth, too. Well, so you're the, right. Today is the sixth. How can a GM make the stakes important? They gotta be T bone. <laughs> <laughs> and at least, you know, inch and a half thick. Woman's gotta have her standards. <laughs> Oak, maybe maple. Right? Please look through white ash. So, how, do you, how does the GM make it important? How does the GM make the stakes important? Cooking them well. No, uh. Right. You can't take my joke. I already said. <laughs> no, you, you described what the state needed to be. I described how you need to be prepared. I was expanding on your joke. Uh, making sure that the, the players know that it's, it's part of a larger story. No, that's not just. I've always enjoyed, you know, all the stories are tied together rather than disconnected serials. Mm-hmm. You know, an overarching story that's going on within each episode. That's all you get from me. I'll go next. Uh, yeah, because recently another ca- a different campaign uh, system, but at one point we're you know we're stranded on a on a on a place. We found a settlement from a different, a completely different nation, and they went ahead and let us be there for a little while. And then yeah, the GM kind of gave a little. All right, you can kind of throw your own secret ballot votes into the council for de- deciding the, the route that the, the, this town takes. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, well, the armory was more important than the library at one point. And that meant that, we, oh, we were able to buy some gear. 
But no, we can't really chant anything. It's like, oh, there's hospitals, but there's no law. So it's martial law kind of thing. So there's bandits, but everyone's healthy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, like, like those, those were pretty surface level things, but there was, there was definitely some, like some notions of we were kind of giving those very, very decision points things, and there could also be some future things going on too. Like that. I know what the character is going to do, and me as the player knows the repercussions. Right. <laughs> but that's the player to have to go play. Yes. Making mistakes important. You know, there's multi ways, different ways you can look at it. I think that, um, you know, it's like in a quest line, you know, making mistakes important. Um, I've already used this portion, so making it personal, but. Um, you know, making it important, getting player investment is important. So, um, in order to do that, possibly tying the characters together and through, you know, character questionnaires, um, you know, building the backstory so that they're intertwined, but then using that and building off of that to ensure that um, their investment is their stakes involved, you know, if they don't do this. Um, meaning, if they don't follow through with the story or take action in some way, they're going to lose something major. So, it's kind of similar to what you were saying, I think. Just said differently. Yeah. If you decide to fight the bandits instead of the red dragon, the red dragon's going to lose something. Right. He's going to burn down the town that makes the alchemy potions, so now healing potions have gone up 200%. Right. That makes an investment. <laughs> or he burns down the caravan, caravansary that, uh, that keeps stuff on the road coming to the different tributaries. So now the adventurers have to be hired by as guards to make sure that doesn't happen again. Right. Or worse yet, the king's son was on that caravan and killed by a dragon. So the king now sees every dragon as an evil monster, including the good dragon that's like patron of the players. Right, the silver dragon. And then the king wants to kill that too. Wizard dice. Yes, I was Call it wizard dice. Best dice out there. Except for when you roll them and they keep rolling and rolling and rolling. (laughs) What do you think? How do you think the stake's important? Not the stake of (laughs) beef. Honestly, I have really never even thought about it. And I I mean, I don't think of the game in that perspective. I mean, I... um, I think... If I'm understanding it correctly. How do you like a jam to get you invested in the story? Well, for instance, we had a really good bit of role play last night in the game, and I thought that was really great because it's just, it, it's just, it's becoming more and more loose, I guess, 
um, it doesn't seem like the game is as uptight as you're getting further on. So I think when you have more of a story and not always hack and slash, mm -hmm. that that becomes investment right there because you, you have, you know, as somebody who listens to podcasts all day long and I listen to Dane, um, I get invested in the story, not just the action. And I mean, I could sit there and I can listen to them and say, oh, I rolled this and I rolled that and I'll be like, oh, or yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, it comes to the story plot and you're like invested in it so much. And as a player, I know that from that perspective, you get invested just as much. So if the, the person running, you know, gives that, that time for character building on that level, then your, your players are going to be invested in the game even more. I definitely agree with that one. Keeping the stakes important, so. Mm -hmm. Because they're invested in it. Right. That's a good one. Because that way it's this equal partnership and ownership of the story. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're the guide, but we're the ones that are on this, you know, roller coaster. Mm -hmm. I'm setting, I'm painting the scenery, you're filling in the gaps. Absolutely. Which is everything. Right. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, when you're telling the story of us being in these tunnels and we're seeing, you know, the moles. <laughs> the moles. <laughs> for instance, or the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, the theater of the mind, you, you envision it, you see it, and you're like, okay, yeah, it's on the little map there, but then you're, you know, if it's told properly, you're, you're investing in it and you got stakes in the story then you're seeing the trees in there you're seeing little you know whatever the, tree, the twig lights right yeah. are, are they, they tall stakes? Huh? are they tall stakes? no that's, that'd be you gross. can feed yourself for a long time on that'd tall stakes <laughs> well I mean as a hobgoblin as a hobgoblin I guess that would work but um, <laughs> Troll is a completely different species than Hobgoblin. Yeah, right? It's no, not no, cannibalism. I, 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 I cut the part here. I have an idea that for our keep, guys. Uh huh. Hey, you know, you, you've got to have some long term plans here if you're going to move into this place. No, and seriously, you know, um, even though we're playing an, an evilish campaign, uh -huh. um, evil from whose perspective? Yeah, you're yeah. just being a survivalist. It's not mm -hmm. evil from your point of view. Right. You're an oppressed people. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Every, sooner or later, you know, all these fools bow down to my god, you know. Yeah. You know, it's true. The <laughs> problem is, every other weekend, you had these young yokels trying to prove that they're badass, pulling up in their pickup truck with a six-pack, <laughs> trying to kick into your dungeon door <laughs> to prove that they're real men that aren't men yet, just because you look different. We should have a room. Deposit them in. <laughs> well, well, I think we found one last time. <laughs> the mole <mold> kid. <laughs> I think it was worse when they could grab a goblin and you know pick on him, string him up, That's torture him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even when job. the drow right. says not to do it, leaves town and comes back and finds out the shrug him up. Right. Most heart wrenching yeah. story ever. Oh, oh yeah, no. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even think I could. I seize it as justification, but like I figured, you know, it was. It was like 
like backstory wise, like yeah, he was going ahead and any of those trade caravans coming through, uh, it's like I'm strong. You're coming through my forest. That's my stuff now. I'm taking it from you. I'm yeah. taking. I, I'm taking it because it's now mine. It's yeah. like he's not even like justifying it. Uh, you know, as like. Being titled under yeah, yeah. I see here. This is my woods. Yeah, you're the ones that come in and I mean, pillage no, my I, trees. I literally raised by wolves, so it's <laughs> <Right. laughs> a territorial. Yes, yeah, it is. From that perspective, it's like, um, okay, so I don't understand why you have such a problem with me because I'm just doing what comes natural. Mm-hmm. No, it's his nature intent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that that is part of the whole meta story plot. You guys are going to be finding out what is the nature of a goblin. Why are goblins the way they are? I, somewhere, I think in the history, there's an elf to blame. There's an elf. Always. There's an elf to blame. Think about it. There's that goblin elf racial anger. It makes. Why is it that goblins hate elves even more than orcs? It's the bugbears. Yeah, bugbears. The, the murder mist bears, as the elves probably call them. All you know is this murder drop bear came out of the trees <laughs> and did an extra 2d6 before we even saw him coming. <laughs> Who said bugbears had stealth? <laughs> I'll take it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Were the orangutan arms not enough? <laughs> right. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.